Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of 2022. Yes, episode 101, which I didn't really time properly as far as finishing at the end of the year. But nevertheless, here we sit on the 22nd of December 2022, about to head into the most calorific season of the year. And I thought it only prevalent that I take this opportunity to firstly thank you all for your continued support with regards to podcast and for those of you that continue to provide the feedback. Uh, I never look at download numbers, I only look at feedback. So if you guys are enjoying it, as always, let me know, keep the feedback coming. Uh, all it does is inspire me to record more podcasts, uh, unless of course it's shit feedback and then that makes me think I should never jump on a microphone again. <laughs> Either way, like I said, firstly, I want to say a massive thank you to all of you those of you listening uh, and of course it seems only correct to focus on this season and provide you guys with your final little bit of advice for the end of the year but I guess most importantly working from a proactive sense to set you up going into January we all know what January means and of course make sure that 2023 is an even more successful year for you guys as individuals when it comes to your own transformation goals. So as always grab a brew, enjoy your walk, enjoy your journey, sit back, relax and let's get dug into New Year 101. So it's been a strange year this one. Coming off the back of obviously COVID in 2020 and then I guess still the echoes of that in 2021, 22 has been a strange year because all of the promises that we potentially made to ourselves during COVID times when we didn't have access to everything such as gyms and obviously the world was a little bit weirder plus obviously all the weight that went on for a lot of us in terms of being more sedentary, uh, lots more ordering and delivering to households etc. 2022 is, is kind of like the first dare I say on our way back to normal year. And so when that happens, we slip back into routines. We slip back into habits, behavioral patterns, and it really kind of comes out in the wash who we are, who we are with our characters, you know, the habits that we've got, the lifestyle that we live, etc. And what this year has shown, especially with a, a select few individuals that I have coached, is that the true successes or the true differentiating factor between those that are successful, and I don't mean in terms of achieving the goal because that is a, a different can of worms. There is success in terms of actually losing the body fat and getting to your goal. There is success in the form of getting most of the way there. And then, of course, there's success in the form of actually keeping the results long after the the you know the diet portion the deficit portion has ended long after kind of all of the initial feelings of that have subsided and in some cases long after the coaching has ended this is the different kind of varying levels of success firstly as always in this in this capacity in this career in this role as coach you always get all three Sadly, as much as I would love to kind of broadcast on social media that every single person is a success, that isn't the case because there is a, a huge 
factor involved that I as a coach don't have control over. I do my best to read people, to guide people, to make sure that those that sign up and those that kind of I talk to in the beginning are ready and understand the pathway that is ahead of them, not just in the form of the journey itself, but what comes after. But unfortunately, with the realms of human behavior and differentiating factors between individuals and how they are, people are good salesmen. And what I mean by that is some people talk the talk in the beginning and you think, you know what, this person's going to go far and they don't. And then there's some people that are really doubtful of their ability to make progress in the beginning and the opposite ends up being true. They end up being some of the most successful. So it's it's a funny one. And despite being a coach for well over a decade now, I still haven't been able to pinpoint the differentiating factor to spot early those that will go the distance and those that won't. And so, as I said, I get people that get all the way there and then struggle to sustain. I get people that get part of the way there and then struggle with that final part. And then, of course, I get people, like I said, that are hugely successful. They achieve the goal and they sustain it beautifully. I will say, and this is probably going to come across as a bit of an, an advert, but it's not meant to. I will say that those, firstly, that remain under guidance tend to be more successful. The ones that tend to draw the line early, the ones that hang up their coaching hat a little bit too soon, either before they finish their initial deficit or before they've experienced a little bit of life at maintenance or begun their reverse diets, in fact, those are the ones that tend to falter. Um, and like I said, that's not meant to sound like an advert. I always speak from the truth and hopefully regular listeners will know that. But there's a, there's a myriad of different phases along this journey. Not just in terms of the deficit phase, the reverse phase, and then the maintenance phase, but obviously you've got factors along the way. You've got people's own enthusiasm. You've got seasons of the year, such as Christmas that we're heading into now. And then, of course, you've also got a factor such as people's own understanding of the fact that things like tracking, the control metrics, the tools that they've used to achieve the goal are not things that can stick around forever. No one is going to continue to track their calories forevermore. And so there are stages of which to be coached through. And having not only the safety net of guidance and supervision, accountability, direction, support, etc., but also all of the knowledge and experience that comes from that is vital during that stage. And this is what so many people forget and lose sight of. It's very easy and I've heard the sentence many a time of, well, I know what to do. I'm just going to carry on doing it. Or, you know, you've told me what to do. Thank you very much. But the thing is, when you have a coach, that coach is purely focused on you. You as an individual. I'm not looking at other aspects. I'm looking at contributory aspects in your life, but I'm not getting kind of suckered into them, if that makes sense. I'm not kind of immersing myself in them. I'm always correlating them back to your goal of achievement and then stability. Whereas when you're in your own world, you've got shit to do. You've got work to go to. You've got a family to, to, to take care of, look after. You've got a life to live. And so your focus without question cannot be 100% on you and your goal. 
and that's what, like I said, why it's it's always sad to see people finish their journeys early, especially when you get an inkling that those people may very well struggle down the line because of struggles they've had in the run-up to what they're up to. That's the frustrating factor, I guess, of being a coach. I wish I could pinpoint these people at the beginning, um, but obviously it's a relationship. You don't know them. You don't know their their nuances, their foibles, etc. Um, and I try my best. Annoyingly, like I said, sometimes it really it it comes across as as salesy. You know, please don't finish your coaching because I want to get paid each month. It's like that's not how it's it's meant. It's a case of I've seen the undulation in your mood, the undulation in your adherence. I've seen the problems, and even though I've laid them out in front of you, going these are going to be issues down the line. There's still the mentality of. Yeah, you know what? I'm ready to go solo. And nine times out of ten, these are the people that come back around, um, which genuinely is not something I do like to see. Because believe it or not, I do actually coach to get people to the perspective of you don't need me anymore. Anyways, I digress. The point of this particular New Year 101 podcast was that I wanted to speak to those that are perhaps about to begin their journey those that are on their journey, those that are perhaps nearing the end of their journey. And I wanted to share with you through experience and through working with thousands of people at this stage, the differentiating factor between those that truly achieve and sustain. And the thing that makes all of the difference is ultimately embracing your new life. Now, this can easily be such a throwaway comment. This can easily be something which is kind of like glazed over because it's mentioned so much. But the reason that I call it a transformation is because that is exactly what needs to happen. Not just from the perspective of I need to change what I'm eating, I need to change how much I'm moving. But we have to understand all of the issues that led to you putting the weight on and getting to a position where you were gaining body fat hand over fist and you felt shit. Your health deteriorated, your mental health deteriorated, potentially relationships around you deteriorated. But it's, it goes so much deeper than the analysis of what led to the problem. It is embracing the future. Let me put it this way. In the gym that I train at, there is a poster in the toilet and it shows a load of people that have transformed a load of people that have lost you know loads of weight and have achieved amazing things and they look awesome and they look really happy in the pictures the sad factor of being a coach is that of these i don't know let's say there's 16 people not all of them will still look like that a small handful of them will still look like that the rest will have put some weight back on. Some of them will have gone right back to where they started. Some of them, even worse. Now, this isn't meant to be demoralizing. This is meant to be the truth. And the differentiating factor between those that will achieve that transformation and those that go back to who they were previously is those that understand the temporary, and those to understand the stuff that has to be left behind. Those that truly embrace transforming their life, truly embrace removing things in it which were not productive, 
changing things around, revolutionizing what they're doing, the ones that truly embrace the changes that they've made, not because of a means to an end, but because that's how they want to live. That is the life that they want to live. They have recognized so deeply that the life that led them to that point is not conducive to any future success. So they have absolutely revolutionized and transformed the elements of their life that contributed to that. That could very well be, you know, visual things like they've completely moved around their life. That could be changing their job. In some cases, changing their partner. In some cases, that can be completely altering their attitude towards the foods that they're eating, shopping in different places. Uh, that could be moving around the cupboard, for example, the layout of the kitchen. In one case, with one particular gentleman that I coached that I've mentioned previously on this podcast, he sold his fucking car <laughs> because he knew he wanted his life to be more active. And the only way that he knew he was going to commit to that was to fully embrace and go kind of headfirst into it. And it was at the height of the fuel crisis as well. So he sold his car, saved a shitload of money on fuel, bought himself a really nice mountain bike. He still has a car in the family, just to clarify, um, but recognized that he didn't need to. So he saved himself a shitload of money and now looks after himself by being more active. And there's other things like people understanding the need to be active, but making sure they have the metrics in place to do that, such as getting a dog. And I'm not suggesting to do that. Too many people are doing that at this time of year as a temporary fix. What I mean is that those that purely focus on, I need to make some temporary changes to my life to lose body fat, or I need to, I don't know, temporary change what I'm eating, or temporarily move a little bit more or exercise and essentially intrinsically the ones that are constantly asking themselves the question when is it done when can i stop doing this now this isn't a conscious question this isn't something that we're saying out loud but subconsciously if you are asking yourself the question when do i have to stop doing this fucking exercise when do i have to stop going for these walks when do i have to stop wearing my activity tracker when do I have to, or when can I go back to kind of having a takeaway multiple times in the week? When can I stop giving a shit about the calories in food? If you are asking yourself these questions, then you are making temporary changes and you will only ever get temporary results. Now, I must say that in your life, there will be seasons. You will undulate in terms of what you're up to you will undulate in terms of your body weight. You should never ever be striving for an ultimate end goal with your body weight because you won't be in that range. Firstly, you will be within a range of your target weight. So you have to allow yourself to fluctuate three, four pounds in either direction if you're going to be nice and focused with what you're doing and sustain what you are doing. There also, you need to understand that if you are, for example in the gym and you're training to put on muscle, then that range is going to change because you are naturally, over a long period of time, I must stress, going to gain muscle weight. So weight must not be the ultimate factor of I must stay within this range, otherwise you'll panic every time you've put some muscle on and then you'll just end up doing stupid things. We also need to understand that with seasons like Christmas, you are always going to enter January a touch heavier. A, it's Christmas. You may very well have 
entered into a caloric surplus. B, because of all of the change in food, higher salt content, random eating, the season itself, all that jazz, then you may very well go into January and your first weigh-in will be a little bit heavier because of water retention. But we must remember that weight is not necessarily a true representation of our body composition. And so that may very well be just water weight causing a, a touch of scale fuckery. So again, if you are ever judging your weight in the future, you must always judge it on a trend over time rather than just focusing on comparing this way in to the last one because that never tells you the full story. But getting back to the point, let's not beat around the bush. You're doing the journey because you want to keep the results. With the exception of bodybuilders or actors, actresses, Rarely is anybody dieting or deficiting or changing their body composition temporarily. For most of the people listening to this podcast, you're doing it because you want to make that change and you want it to stick. I don't know many people that are happy to do deficit after deficit after deficit over and over again, just putting it on and taking it off, like I said, with the exception of of bodybuilders uh, or actors, actresses that need to fluctuate for roles. 10 out of 10 for Brendan Fraser, by the way. The film The Whale is just about to come out and what that man has done is is astounding. Absolutely astounding. Go and watch the trailer on YouTube, by the way, if you're curious. Anyways, I digress. So, to ensure that the things that you have done during your deficit during the process stick we must go into them with the mind of this is my life exercise must be a part of your life because you enjoy what you are doing case in point let's use tennis as an example tennis is brilliant because obviously it's great for cardiovascular health it's very good for explosive performance uh, it's obviously very very good for general overall fitness um, it doesn't tick every box but then there's rarely an exercise that does but if you were to say that you're going to commit to play tennis multiple times of the week or squash or any kind of racket sport then you are naturally going to become more active because those sports naturally require you to be more active now obviously we want to make sure that those sports aren't combined with the I guess somewhat traditional, oh, I've, we've finished our game now, let's go and have a pint or 10. My point is that if you embrace tennis as part of your life and you train or, sorry, you do it multiple times in the week, you're going to naturally be more active. But you're not doing it with the mindset of, I'm doing it because it's going to help me lose weight. You're doing it because you enjoy playing tennis. You enjoy the competitive element within the sport. The effects of calorie burn cardiovascular health etc they're just cherries on the cake we're not really thinking about them we're thinking about going and playing tennis now again nothing magical about tennis but if i take my own example of the gym i have my aesthetic goals i have my strength goals i have my life health longevity goals where the gym is concerned and so every time i step in there Every time I drag myself out of bed to go, every time I record a video bitching and moaning on Instagram because it's leg day or because I'm not feeling it that particular day, it's not because I'm stepping in the gym with the mindset of a means to an end. 
It's not because I'm going in there thinking that eventually, oh, I won't have to fucking do this anymore. I know, sat here right now, that my commitment to exercise is until I can't do it anymore. But I know by doing it and by looking after myself, I will be able to do that and many things in my life for a much, much longer period of time. And all of the aesthetic stuff that comes with it, all of the uh, the other fluff, let's call it, is just cherries on the cake. But that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of my performance. I'm thinking of getting stronger. I'm thinking of pushing myself, of challenging myself, of looking after myself. I'm thinking of being around for years to come to embrace my children as they grow up, my grandchildren one day, to be on this earth as long as I possibly can. My goals have transcended their initial purpose of, I want to look good naked. And although that is obviously still part of the goal, I've got a future wife to keep happy, it's not the be-all and end-all anymore. It's the cherry on the cake as opposed to the sponge. And when it comes to my eating, well, I prioritize protein in my diet because it fuels my performance. I know that if I give my body the building blocks of muscle and that protein is consumed, broken down into amino acids and used to strengthen and develop my muscles, that ultimately that's going to support my goals in the gym and ultimately I'm going to grow in strength faster. So firstly, my diet is based around having a decent amount of protein. Secondly, my diet is based around controlling my caloric intake. I understand at the tender age of 34, 35 next month, in case you're all curious, I understand that I need to ensure that my calories don't snowball on me. Getting older, gone are the days where I can consume that whole packet of biscuits that I've spoken about in previous podcasts and not have any repercussions for it. The same way that I can't spend all of my savings like I used to when I was young because... A rainy day may happen, the car may break, the house may need something, or a bill may come in. I need to always have a safety net. And the same thing goes for my caloric intake. I can be a dickhead from time to time. I can be a dickhead relatively frequently in the year. 365 days, I could probably be a dickhead for 60 of them. You know, order a Texas barbecue Domino's with some chicken wings on the side and a garlic bread and you know, go to town on what is the best part of 4,000 calories in one meal. But I can't make a habit of doing that. Plus, let's not be around the bush. It's fucking expensive. The point I'm trying to get at with all of this is that there is an intrinsic barometer in my life that keeps me in check as far as looking after myself. I do enter deficits from time to time. I do dial things up when I need to from time to time to make sure that, you know, oh, I've got summer coming up. And truthfully, folks, wearing my heart on my sleeve, I have spent too many summers getting the typical dad t-shirt tan because I've not wanted to take my shirt off in the height of summer. Now, for most people, they would be perfectly happy with my physique. And it is very much a little bit of body dysmorphia on my part because of, I guess, the standards that I set for myself. And I guess being in this industry, being in, I guess, the mentality that I've been in for many years being in this industry, um, maybe the bar that I set myself is, is not too high, but maybe I'm too hard on myself. But 
I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. And like I said, I've, I've had too many summers where I haven't been comfortable taking my shirt off. So the traditional t-shirt tan is, is what it is. But that's something I'm working on. And there will be times, like I said, after Christmas and things like that, where I will dial in a little bit more of a deficit. And that will be the truth for, for all of you. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you that you will never, ever deficit again after you achieve your goal, because that would be a lie. There is going to be periods of your life where things may slip a little bit, your focus may drift, and you've put on single-figure pounds, and you may need to just zero them down again, you know? But what I'm saying in terms of achieving sustainable, a sustainable baseline, let's, let's say, you know, staying with a physique that you are ultimately happy with, but you just want to optimize at periods of the year or periods of your life. We need to understand that if you don't embrace the changes in your life and see them as lifelong, see them as this is just how I live and truly embrace them for aspects other than this is because I want to look better naked, you're not going to keep them. Because the moment you're thinking of, you know, you know, tracking, for example, you're not going to track for the rest of your life, but you are going to need to be mindful of your caloric intake for the rest of your life. Now, that will dial up and dial down in terms of its intensity. But it's important to recognize that calories and the, the conscious awareness of calories needs to be part of your life. So we need to recognize that tracking is a temporary tool, but what tracking teaches you is not. That intuitiveness is lifelong. Looking after yourself and moving more is lifelong. Walking whenever possible is lifelong. And again, like I said, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, there's that bingo tagline that you've all been waiting for. That think of the fuel in your car, you know? Think of what you'll save in terms of money by just getting a walk. Or you know what? Just enjoy the sound of the wind, the sound of the birds. Enjoy the freaking planet that we live on from time to time. Dogs can be great at this. We're not set up in our lives to have a dog. <laughs> Too many bloody children. But it is something which I do see a huge merit in and definitely something that will be in my future um, when the kids are grown up and there's perhaps a little bit more space in our home. So ultimately... This podcast turned out, in truth, very, very differently to how I envisaged it to be. Because when I sat down to record this, it was going to be very systematic, very kind of, I guess, point-driven. But with all of these podcasts, I shoot from the hip. I have a couple of notes in front of me, and I just chat. And I hope in some ways what I've alluded to in this podcast helps you recognize just how important it is to brace, sorry, embrace transforming your life. To recognize and realize that you really do have to embrace your new life and the way that you live it. You can't just expect to do all these temporary changes, make them exactly that, temporary changes, and expect to keep the results. Temporary changes lead to temporary results. So, as we all enter 2023, let's do so wiser. Let's do so more open-minded. Let's really reflect upon 2022 and what we've learned from it. In every aspect, of course, you know me, I'm a big believer in 
you know, self-reflection and stoicism. But if I was to dial it in specifically in relation to everything we've talked about in this podcast, I would really encourage you to sit down and reflect upon your relationship with food this past year. This first relatively normal post-COVID year. Look upon your relationship with exercise this year. Look upon your relationship with movement and general lifestyle activity this year. And really look at ways within your life that you can improve upon those relationships as not just a means to an end to achieve a fucking physical aesthetic result, but in a way which can ultimately help you maintain that aesthetic result but in ways that serve other purposes. Wash the fucking car more often. There you go. You end up with a cleaner car. Take more pride in the things that you have. And ultimately, you'll burn more calories and you'll be more active because you're walking around the car about 50 times. Start cutting your own lawn. Start cutting your fucking neighbor's lawn. And that in itself will help you be more active in the spring, summer anyway. It's pissing down outside my office at the moment. So not really at the moment. And then there's, like I said, there's all these other things that you can do. You can start committing to getting out with your partner and going for regular walks to spend some time together. You know, at the end of a long week or perhaps multiple times at the end of a long day, you guys could get together and just go for a walk. Stop having your entire life revolve around the fucking television. Start adding some additional stuff in there. Maybe, you know, look at joining a gym or coming along to classes. Hell. I run some fun ones. Come and join them if you're in the area, of course. But my point is that start looking at your life and going, right, what are the parts of my life that I love and I want to keep? You know, I love my Saturday night takeaway, for example. I love being able to relax with something sweet after a long day. You know, and all of the elements. I love being lazy on a Sunday, kicking back, watching the Formula One with a bowl of Doritos in front of me. That's a particular favorite of mine. What I'm saying is that this isn't about transformation in terms of eradication. You're not looking to overhaul your life because that is a surefire way to temporary changes and then temporary results. What you do need to look at is the aspects of your life that you're proud of, that make you you, that make your life worth living, and the aspects of your life that you're not so proud of. Things that make life a little bit more detrimental for you. Things that are causing problems. You don't have to go freaking balls to the wall in either direction, either with loads of changes or no changes. It's just a subtle coercion towards a life which serves you in every capacity, not just in terms of I want to relax and chill out. So my podcast listeners, I haven't really got a name for you. My Moises, I don't know, what do I call you? As we reach the end of this year, like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you that have given up your time to listen to what I had to say. I hope that I've kept you company on your journeys to work, on your walks, your runs, your gym workouts, your home workouts. Kept you company when you've been cleaning the house, cleaning the car. I hope you've taken a lot away from these 101 episodes. And most importantly, because the past is done, but the future is not to nick that line from Terminator again the future is not set there is no fate but what we make for ourselves and 2023 can be whatever you choose for it to be it can be hugely transformative revolutionary in your life 
but make sure that revolution comes off of the back of an evolution and make sure you sit down and reflect because 2023 really could be the year that is the making of you that in some ways 2022 has been for me ladies gentlemen accept the things you cannot change have the courage to change all of the things that you can especially the ones that aren't serving you and the wisdom to know the difference have a very merry christmas and a happy new year i will see you in 2023 toodles